Welcome today to Morsels from the Throne Room of God with Ty and Betsy Tice. Today's episode covers the three, excuse me, the four types of love, and we'll go into those in depth. But our scripture reading today comes from John 21, and I'd like Betsy to read it at this time. John 21, 15 through 17. 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. 16. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Today, we are discussing the four types of love. In the English language, love, you can love your neighbor, you can love your sexy wife, you can love a dog, you can love the food on your plate. Each is an emotion but really doesn't define it very well because our language in the English language is lacking. But in the original Greek of what the New Testament was written in, it becomes very defined. And we're going to be looking at four different types of love. We're going to begin with the first one, which is eros. Eros is a physical love. It is the love between a husband and wife. In fact, God has chosen that it be used in the sense of a marriage between a husband and wife, and in no other way. You might wonder, why is that? Because Eros love is the same love that we get the word erotica from. It is a self-serving, selfish type of of love. It's a love that has no feeling beyond your own physical gratification. That comes up very lacking. That is why today when you look at the situations that are is in the world today, much of the love that we see out there is erotica or eros type love with only what is selfishly desired giving nothing back to ever who the other person might be. This type of love is temporal. It has nothing to do with the completeness that God intended it to be. This love cannot stand on its own. It must be coupled with a spouse. That is God's desire for it. The second type of love that we're going to be looking at is what is referred to in the New Testament as storge. 
Store J, excuse me, I said Store Gay, but it's actually Store J. This is a family type love and is really not expressed that well in the New Testament, except in the negative sense, which is the opposite of Store J, which is a hatred for your family, a hatred. And this is counting in what God is calling the last days. This Store J love is a family love. It's a love between a mother and a father. It's a love between their children and their children towards them. It is the immediate love. It is a bloodline love. It's a love that's not chosen. It's a love that no matter who your mom and dad is, that's who they are. No matter who your children are, that's who they are. It is a generational love that is a family love. And as I say, in the New Testament, there is not many examples, except maybe, wait, I take that back. Let's take, for instance, the love between Mary and Martha, who cried unto Jesus for their brother because he had died, Lazarus. This is a true Storge love, even though they don't call it that, but that's what it is. Uh, in the Old Testament, we have many examples of family love, Noah and his children, Abraham and his nephew, uh, Lot, and on and on it goes, where the family desires love one for another, and that is the way that God intended it to be. The next type of love that we're going to look at is phileia or phileo, depending whether it be a noun or whether it be a verb. We're not going to get into the details of that. To be honest with you, I am sitting here with about 15 to 17 pages of notes, and I was going to read them all to you, and the Lord reminded me that if I did that, you and I would probably both go into a snooze fest before it was over. This type of reading must be done on your own and through scripture. So therefore, what I'm going to be doing is when I publish this in the description, there is going to be the scriptural text that if you want to read for yourself, you can look at all the scriptures and then that way the Holy Spirit can impart to you the truth of each one rather than me boring you to death that your mind goes to someplace other than what this podcast is about. So back again to the phileo or phileo love. This is a brotherly love. This is the Christian love that we all talk about. This is the love that express, that says, you're special to me. Uh, the Texans have a word for it. It's very simply, I appreciate you. And that appreciation comes through loud and clear. But how far does that appreciation go? Well, it goes as far as each one intends it to go. And maybe one is cheated a little bit more than the other because this type of love isn't always equal, but it is at least a brotherly or sisterly love one for another. 
this is what God wanted us to have one towards another. When he called us the family of God, once again we bring in Storge, once again we bring in Phileo, for this is the family of God love. This is that I love my brother and sister, not because I know you, but because you have been redeemed by the same Savior I've been redeemed by. You've been washed in the blood by the same God that I've been washed by. And therefore, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a wonderful fellowship. The Greek call it phileia or phileo, depending which way you're using it. The final and last one that we want to discuss today, agape love. Agape love. You've probably heard it time and time again. But do you really understand agape love? It is a divine love. It is a love so strong that he will lay down his life for his sheep. It is a divine love that says, I will do whatever it takes. This divine love can only be achieved by one way, and that is by entering into a true relationship with Jesus Christ. I am not talking about your religion. I'm not talking about what church you attend. I am talking about a relationship with Jesus himself, that, Lord, whatever your desire is, that's my desire also. I take up my cross and I follow you. That's the desire of agape love. I want us to go back to the scripture and I'm going to be stopping Betsy as she reads it so that you totally understand what was being said. But we're starting back again at John chapter 21 starting with verse 15. And Betsy, would you read it? And as I put up my finger, would you stop? So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Jesus was asking, Simon, do you agape me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Lord, you know I phileo you. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Simon, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Yea, Lord, you know I phileo you. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Simon, son of Jonah, agape me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Thou knowest I phileo you. 
Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Why is this so important? Remember back when Peter stepped up to the plate and said, Lord, I'm not going to let this happen to you. And Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, get behind me. Because he had just declared that he would be taken to the cross and on the third day he would rise again. Simon couldn't totally understand it, but he declared his firm love for God. The next time was when Simon heard the cock crow. And three times he had denied that he even knew the Savior that he said he would agape for. How short we all fall. I do not condemn Peter for this, for later on when Peter went out and 3,000 were saved, he was willing to lay down Agapius' life for his Savior. But it took something that Peter didn't have, and that was forgiveness and inclusion. And Jesus told when he rose again, go tell my disciples and Peter that I have risen. Isn't it wonderful to know that the Savior includes you and I despite our failings. And he's saying to you and I today, come on to me, all ye that are wearied and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Oh, how he loves you and me. He agapes you, my friend, my brother, my sister. His agape love is reaching out for you. All you have to do is lay down your sins, lay down your burdens, and say, Here am I, Lord. I'm not worthy, but through you all things are possible. I will take up my cross and follow you all the days of my life. And that is our desire for each and every one of you, my friends, that today, as you walk in the presence of your Jesus, as you walk in a relationship with him, that you will know that true agape love, that you will know that fellowship with your brothers and sisters, that you will know that family love, that you will know even that eros love with your husband or with your wife, that you may be fully completed in Christ in all that you do. God bless you and have a great day in the relationship of agape love. If you truly love me, be my 
Preacher, do you love me? Yes, my Lord.